All right, so good morning once again. I am Carrie Little, the blogger for SmartGirlMedia.com and the host of Coffee with Carrie every Friday. Now back to the regularly scheduled time of 9 a.m. I really want to do 9.15. I am Carrie Joe Little everywhere. So on Clubhouse, so if you're looking for me on Clubhouse, Marky Lemons and I have a group on Clubhouse Real Estate Live. I have a Coffee with Carrie club, so two clubs. Oh, I just created a new club. I just created a new club called the Real Estate Conference or Real Estate Conference. So we can all host conferences on Clubhouse. How cool is that? So I've got my pen because I was thinking about this. I was talking to my twin sister about buyer personas. So here we go. And feel free, if you already have questions for me, use the, the question mark at the bottom, right, left, for me, it's over here. It's like right there. It could be over here for you. You know, they don't let us flip the screen. So um, now without buyers, we can't sell our listings. Are you able to generate buyer leads? Do you know how to generate buyer leads? But let me just step back a second. We're still in the seller's market. I don't expect that to change quickly, even though the moratorium on uh mortgages should be lifted at the end of June. It could be extended. I've talked to some bankers and some of these people that applied for a, a forbearance on these properties, they didn't need it. So they can still pay their mortgage and maybe they can get caught up or maybe they can put that those uh, mortgage payments at the end of the mortgage. So I don't think we're going to see a dip in the market like we did in 2009, 10, 11, 12, and 13. Do I, do I know that there are some people that will need to sell their homes? Yes. Could they be in a short sale? Maybe not if we're still in a seller's market, but here's what all of you need to know. You still need buyers. There are more buyers than there are properties. So I'm going to give you some tips when I talk about buyer leads, because I have to talk about seller leads because all of you need seller leads. You got to love it. The city comes to cut the grass at 9 a.m. So now I got to remember that. Oh, drinking from a coffee press is kind of nice, kind of nice. All right, so um, so I, I said this in the seller leads uh, conversation. If you missed that live, it is in my IGTV, which is here on Instagram. Just go to my bio. It's like the one, two, three button over. So how bad do you really want to work the real estate business? Hmm? This is not a business where um, listings or buyer leads will just come to you. You got to generate listings based on what? Your effort. You got to get up, get dressed, get out the door. Basically, you got to work. All right. So, oh, that's good. Thank you, Letitia. You can't hear. I can only hear the, the, the lawnmower go by and they're like these big ones. So, so do you need a lead? Whether it's a buyer or a seller lead, although I am focusing on buyer leads, do you need a lead? So let me ask all of you this question. How are you farming for buyer leads? And, and you might even say, well, Carrie, I need a listing. We'll talk about that again. But how are you farming for buyer leads? Have you decided how you're going to farm for buyer leads? Now, my sister and I were having this conversation this morning. What is your ideal buyer? What do they look like? So we've heard the words avatar. We've heard the words persona, right? So 
And I remember hearing persona in my younger years and I'm like, what in the world persona? What, what in the world? And, and we laugh about it because sometimes you just want someone to say a persona is what you want your clients to be or look like. So the persona could be is you want a luxury high end buyer. A persona could be, I want first time home buyers. A persona could be, I want all cash buyers. A persona could be, I wanna work with all investors. So when we think about our ideal buyer client, who do you want it to be? It could also be, how many of you that are watching today have a real job? Just tell the truth. Tell me, real job, you still have to log into somebody's Zoom or you still gotta log into, I don't know, you could work for, work for Blue Cross, Ross, Blue Cross Blue Shield for all I know. So how many of you actually have a real job? No one's gonna own that. All right, so let's say it like this. If you, thank you. So if you have a, um, a regular job or even a part-time job, your ideal client could be everybody you work with. Your ideal client could be everyone that you used to work with. I used to work for NEC Technologies. I used to work for McDonald's Corporation. I used to work for a small mom and pop called Kassane Business Systems, which sent me to Kassane Business Systems. I once upon a time worked for Comcast, long story. Anyway, so this is your job. So if, and so, so I just took you back to everything you used to do. I used to work for Sears Roebuck and Company. I used to work for TJ Maxx. Who is your ideal client? And when I say that, and I almost feel like I should do this because I get that glare. I say, I'm asking you this because some of you need to think. My, I didn't know who my ideal client was. I called on my friends, my family. I just needed you to buy a house in 2001. I was like, look, I got my real, I'm getting my real estate license in 30 days. Don't do anything. <laughs> Does the logging the kids into Zoom classes count? Yes, you are the principal. You could be the cook in the cafeteria. So Letitia, I would agree. Does logging into the, into kids, your kids into the Zoom class count? Yes, because you are the teacher. Actually, you're probably IT. Yeah, dual career. I was dual career in 2001, but I had a lot of flexibility. I worked part-time for a local church and so it was just me in the office. I did all their work and then I could go home. I picked up the kids. So I went to, I went to the office at like two o'clock. So that for me really worked. So when, for me, I didn't know who my ideal client was. So I need all of you to write this down, pay, somewhere around page 60. Hopefully you're around page 90 by now because you've been joining me every Friday. So <clears throat> first of all, everyone should write down your ideal client is your friends, your family, your past coworkers, and your neighbors. Some of you are want to throw your phones and say, Carrie, and you might say bad words. I am not working with my family because my family, they don't get it. They think that I have to give up my commission and don't get me started because I can tell you how to talk money because you might want to say, well, when you go to work on Friday, when you get paid on Friday, um, can you give me half your paycheck for no reason? Right. And yeah, I would love to make them my client. But let me tell you, sometimes it takes you to get busy in real estate and to start closing deals for your family to take you seriously. There was a really good article. I know you've, some of you have heard me talk about this before. Hey, Mark. Oh, you're watching me today? I'm really at home. So um, 
I will tell you, there was a real estate agent that said, you know, his family didn't take him seriously. His clients didn't take him seriously or his friends didn't take him seriously because he didn't look the part. Now we could argue this. I am someone that I don't want to have to put on makeup every day. No, I do not have on makeup. I have on, I have a filter on, on Instagram, but I found one that makes me look more like me. Cause that one I had with the big lips and the hazel eyes was awesome, but that wasn't me. So when you, um, some of you need to figure out, you need to test it, like get up, you know, and you know, we've had these arguments, jeans, shirt, blazer. If you show up all the time on point, and, and some of you don't realize it, I get the photos, agents show up in, and, and don't get mad at me because you can make some leggings look cute with some riding boots. I am not saying you can't wear them, but some of us don't care about how we look and our buyers don't take us seriously. So please, please, please take yourself seriously and, and be professional. I am not telling you what professional means. I have seen some people in the Tommy Bahama shirts and a pair of jeans and that's their client's persona. Yeah, oh, and referrals. So, so now that we've said this and you, so for, oh, let me go back a second. So I hustled everyone I knew and I shouldn't say hustle, I called them because I didn't know what I was doing. And a lot of people trusted me. But I did go, I, I um, was constantly talking to our managing broker. I was constantly asking questions and I showed up to learn. When your offices have classes, please show up to learn because if you don't learn the business, then you really don't show the value. John Letourneau, um, president-elect for Main Street Organization of Realtors. I was in the room with him not too long ago and he said, we need to figure out how to show value to our buyers and not just be the access to the door. He said it better than that. And I wrote it down somewhere because a lot of times um, access to the door is what people think. They think that we are the people that only open doors. No, you have to show value. So let's talk about that. Yeah, as an investor, how do you get a realtor to take you seriously? That's a really good question. Throw that in the Q&A and I'll talk to you about that. Let me, let me answer that question. This is why I don't work with investors except for my husband, but I like investors. And I'd like you to call me because when investors call me and sit down, because investors have figured out the wholesale game. They work harder than licensed real estate agents, but once you become licensed, you are held to a, a different level of, um, of, of professionalism. And there's a code of ethics. In the state of Illinois, you cannot, be, you cannot wholesale um, in the state of Illinois unless you are licensed. Let me, let me take that back. You can do one wholesale deal a year in Illinois if you're not licensed. And if you don't think that's real, I talked to someone recently and, and they know someone that got the $25,000 fine. So when I talk to investors, cause they end up in my DM, I'm like, I would love to work with you. Let's sit down, let's have a cup of coffee and I'll tell you how I work. Well, no, I just need access to your MLS. Well, if I give you access to my MLS, it's a $2,500 fine. No, I am great on data. I can, I right, right now in less than 15 minutes, I can find the best investor property right now. I just don't have the bandwidth to do it for everyone. But that is my job this summer. I need to find one deal or two deals for my husband. I can find the deals because I have access to the data. And I and to show value to an investor, 
first of all, provide information. Tell them you can. I can tell you right now where property where there's some pre foreclosures, some short sales where the lender is involved. But we are really not in that market. I can also tell an investor where all the properties are in Oak Park, Illinois, that are already paid off, multi units, and the homeowner is still living there. That's my value to an investor, but I also have to educate the investor. Like, you're not going to call me 24-7, think I'm going to build a market analysis for you. No. But if you commit to me, I will give you my spreadsheet on how to do a, should I live in it, flip it, or rent it out? We went off on a tangent, didn't we? Some of you need me to teach you how to work with investors. Right. I don't play. Yeah. Can we have an investor class clear to close with Pam? I might have to charge you guys something like 25 bucks. Maybe. We'll, we'll, let's talk about that. Send me a DM. Clear to close with Pam. Right. All right. So here's my first. I have I have 11 points here and it's oh, we're 20 minutes in. And last week I talked for 30 minutes and I was out. I might have to do a panel because I know there are some agents. My good friend, Sarah Ware, love her. She is great with investors. And we had a brunch. Um, she, um, Sheena Baker and Naja Morris, we sat down and we had a nice brunch. Oh my gosh. But anyway, and she was like, real estate agents need to figure out how to do business as if social media didn't exist. If you guys did that and stopped being sucked in by social media, now I'm not saying you don't need a you don't need your own brand and personality on social media, but I'm saying if you guys really worked bending the social media, you would blow up because we spend so much time trying to figure out what everybody else is doing, right? You can't beat what you copy, but you can beat everyone in the business if you learn the business. So here we go. Decide how you will farm for buyers. That's for me. I, if I came back to work, I'm going after all the first time home buyers. And let me tell you where I'm going. I'm going to all of the universities. I am going to um, start. I'm going to do a, a specific um, marketing campaign over a specific university, maybe the ones near me, uh, maybe the local colleges, because I know that when a college student graduates and so they do have debt. I can start creating content. I'm giving you guys this, these tools. I can start creating content. Mimi, your daughter should go after everyone she went to college with. I can start creating content around universities, around local colleges that say how to buy a house before you graduate from college. I just made that up. And you want to know how you buy a house before you graduate from college? Number one, you need a, a job. Number two, prove to your parents that you are doing the work, you know, be a good student. Number three, sell something on social media. Some of you could probably be famous on, Inst on TikTok really fast, right? And then, um, and if they say, if you say, if you don't want to buy a property before you graduate from college, graduate when you, buy it when you graduate from college and then rent out a, a property near what? Iowa State, right? Um, uh, Purdue, all of these universities and then rent out rooms. Like, what are we thinking? Who is your ideal buyer? Now I'll tell you my, again, my ideal buyer is a first time home buyer because when I bought my first home, I didn't know I could buy it until they handed me the keys. I didn't get it. And that's what we think. So a lot of times as real estate agents and loan officers and appraisers and attorneys, we, we talk to people like they already know, that is your value. Now you, you, can, you should be able to discern by now if someone understands real estate. 
don't don't make someone feel like, well, I already know this. Why are you telling me this? You can say, I just want to tell you how I work. If I tell you something you already know, I just like to be consistent with all of my clients. This is the value that we bring. And I, I, I can't even tell you who said it because I so want to. If I could get her on here to interview her, it would be great. So I had a real estate agent say, I got a text message and, and the text went, this is why I can this is why I will always have clients because some of you don't put together buyer packets and you can create a buyer packet. I want my agents to use cloud CMA because it's pre-built and it looks clean. Now, if you work for a big brokerage and they have a little extra, that's fine too. But I need all of you. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your friend. I don't care if it's your family. I don't care if it's your neighbor. I don't care if it is your best friend from high school. Everyone gets a buyer packet show your value because if you don't show your value i don't need you and i had an agent in new agent training and right now i'm training about 300 new real estate agents a month 300 let me say that again 300 why because instagram is making it look like real estate is easy so anyway i had an agent when we were live in person say carrie i was working with a potential client i showed up with the buyer packet and, and you and listen, you can buy folders from Vistaprint and have your company logo put on it. You could put your photo on it. To start off, you could simply um, print it out and put it in a regular folder. You can get some nice ones right around school supply season in July and bring it to the buyer and also email it to your potential buyer. I had an agent say, Carrie, this buyer was interviewing me and another agent and they picked me just because I had a buyer packet. We just show up and open the door. Don't be the gatekeeper to the real estate. Be the person that knows about the real estate. Be the person that knows about the community. Be the person, and if you were on with Marky and I, um, yeah, well, Marky's class on Reels, I said, you know, someone asked a question about blogging. It might've been on Clubhouse. You, There was a guy, um, Dale Chumley, and it sounds just like that, like, Dale, D-A-L-E-C-H-U-M-B-L-E. He wrote a blog, 365 things to do in the city he lived in. And then he was a, he, everyone hired him just from that blog. He became the go-to person. So don't just be the gatekeeper, be the person that provides great information. So how will you farm? For me, first time home buyers, college students love them. And they, they trust me. I always tell my story about how I bought my first house. I was 25. Some of you might've been a little bit younger, but I didn't know I was paying. I can tell you how to save money to buy a house. I was paying a thousand dollars in rent and I had to pay a thousand dollars a month towards the new construction developer. Listen, people get creative when they want you to work with them. And it was from July through November because I had to put down 5%. And then my mother gave me um, a gift. She really gave me a gift and I was able to close on a house. And I, let me tell you, I can show you how to eat out of Aldi. I didn't look, first of all, when I, the first time I went to Aldi and I had to get, pull out a quarter, I was like, I'm out. I, I left. I didn't know I was like renting the cart and I could get the cart, the quarterback. Listen, that was, too, that was in 90, the nineties. Kimberly, right. You, yep. You have to have a buyer presentation, just like a listing presentation. 
she's also a designated managing broker. We are not telling you anything wrong. We are telling you how real estate agents dominate. It doesn't matter who you work for. It matters if you are professional. Get up, get dressed. We got to put on some lotion on your face, you know, comb your hair. Um, some of us make up, right? Nice, clean pair of jeans. Nice belt. I put a belt on every time. I don't know. T-shirt, blazer. I'll put the blazer back on for the NAR meeting. All right, I got to see this. Never thought this would ever happen to me. Now, we talked about, so let's say, let's say this. How many of you already have a niche? Like, what is your niche when working with buyers? Again, I just, my niche is first-time home buyers. I am good at it. Um, oh, Mimi, yes. And get your eye, make sure your eyebrows are right. I'm telling you, I'm just going to just come sit with you so you can do my eyebrows. I do not get it. So does anyone have a niche? For me, first-time home buyers. I am also good with first-time home sellers. I am also good with first-generational home buyers, people that have lived in the United States all of their lives and have never purchased. Also good with people that are um, that have become citizens to um, the United States or in Illinois. Did you know that in Illinois, if you are someone that moved here from another country and then you become naturalized to the United States, Estados Unidos, I'm practicing Mimi, I'm gonna get this. And did you know that someone that becomes a citizen is more likely to buy than someone that has lived here all their life and their family has never purchased? There is something to say about working with everyone. Everyone can buy a house in the United States. Oh, okay. Niche, anyone who wants to buy. Ethel, that's good, but eventually you'll figure out you might have a niche. It could eventually you'll you'll figure out you're working with the same type of client consistently, if that makes sense. 65 and older is great. Now I should have said that. I love my seniors. I will be one one day, right? Per the real estate book in Illinois, you are a senior at the age of 45. <laughs> so I guess that would put me into the category. I had a seller not too far from here and she loved me. She loved me. Every time I went there, she gave me um, cucumbers. She gave me her grapes that she was growing in her garden. And she always offered me a bottle of water because she didn't drink coffee and she did not have a cell phone. Loved her. And every time I went, she was like, Carrie, can you take this to the Goodwill? Absolutely. Even though the Goodwill wasn't going to take it, I was taking it. So what is your niche? First time home buyers. Yeah, that's a great age group. Um, Ayana, great age group. All right, so pick that. Um, and then here's my number three. And now I'm going to move a little faster. Right, 45. Use your MLS to target tenants. So let me say this. Now, I know every MLS in every state is different. So tell me what state you, you're in. So tell me what state you are in. I know in our MLS, I can log into my MLS, go to residential rentals, and then look at people that have purchased that need to make a decision to make a move in 90 days. So today is May 7th. If you're watching the replay, it's May 7th. And May, June, July 7th, anyone that rented out a property today is giving notice probably before July 7th to stay or go. So I want to look for people that purchased after August 7th of 2020. I'm sorry, not purchased, rented. So then, and now here's the bonus for the listings. 
So I need all of you, my, my Texans, my North Carolinians, those of you from Connecticut, I need you to go to your MLS and look to see if you have a status maybe called rented. It's off market. So I can look at my off market rented. It's done. For anyone that needs to make a decision in 90 days, these, this could be the low hanging fruit. You're going to rent something else because you get paid faster or we're going to, they're going to buy something, right? And then the third bonus is that you could take that list, extract it, go look for the person that owns the property and you can get another listing. And here's the bonus, Ebony, number four, is that could be your new investor. So for all of you that said, I want my niche to be investors, investors with cash, right? Or investors with money. You want to, so that's, you want to take that list. Now, you know, that could be your potential investor. I would be a great potential investor if someone pulled my data because I, the, the, the fifth bonus is, is you could actually go to your tax system and look for everyone that doesn't live in a house. So non-occupied. So let me say it again. See, Ebony said she uses my rental strategy to farm for investors. So I said, use your MLS, renters, make them buyers. They could also be renters to renters again, move somewhere else. You could also get a listing out of that. You could also take that person that owns that property and, and work with them as an investor. So you could mail to the physical property address and say, is it time to rent again or is it time to buy? Did you know the interest rates are at an all time low? Like I remember we were saying that in 2003, we are lower than 2003. I wished I had never refinanced. I was on a five and one arm and I would probably be at two and a half percent had I never refinanced. My mortgage would be paid off for that matter. All right, create a buyer tip sheet. Do I need to create one of those for all of you? Probably. Create multiple sales opportunities out of one. Yes, I have been using that strategy since you mentioned it. See, I'm so glad you guys keep coming back to watch. All right, create a buyer tip sheet. You, let me tell you, some of you work hard to work hard. My tip for all of you is use the tools that are provided to you from your brokerage. I, I'm already working on a buyer tip sheet for my agents, but we could skip that. Right? All of my agents and all of you could use Cloud CMA and go take the steps to home ownership and make that a free download. If you've never gone to smartgirluniversity.com and it is being moved over to another platform, I have a free class that all of you can watch on how to generate a, um, a free download for your clients. And I love it when all of you send me a DM and you're, they're like, Carrie, it worked. It really worked. And then I say, can I use your testimony on my website? So please tell me when you actually get leads. Um, okay, so yes, please create. All right, I have tons of renters, hope to flip them in the next year. So let me say this to all of you um, that have tenants. I have a really good friend, Marlene Rubenstein. She is a top producer in the North Shore marketplace and she works with everyone. She's a luxury agent, hands down, hands down luxury. Um, and I've had some agents like to give up their tenants I give up most of my deals. If it's one of my own friends, my husband manages it. I often have to step in. But I would say um, work your tenants like they will eventually be buyers. Work your tenants like they will eventually buy. And then if you have tenants that have rented from you, mail to them every single month. Did you know 
that uh, your rent goes up every month. Like come up with a whole rental strategy. I think I need to write, I think I need to take my own notes over here off of this page um, 60. I probably need to put on my glasses. So here, let me see, I'm on a different page. I'm jumping over here to page 67. I'm writing down today's date in the new agent's journal. You guys want a buyer tip sheet. And then you also want, I'm gonna come up with a renter to buyer strategy. And then my trip for all of you is, if you have never, if you don't own a house and you're a real estate agent, I'm not even gonna say shame on you. I'm gonna give you the strategy right now. I'm telling you right now, if you have a regular job and you are dual career, don't quit your job until you own that house. Don't, don't just quit because you know lenders, that's frowned upon. But I need you to go through the process of home ownership. I need you to log, write down the process. I need you to, to videotape the process, save it all. And then when you close, tell everybody about the process. Because if you don't own, it is harder to explain the process to a buyer. I do know I work with a lot of real estate agents that um, don't own today, but they used to own. I need you to own. Even if you're like, Carrie, I don't ever want to own. How can you explain the benefits of living in America, the United States of America, North America, if you don't know? Um, in Cloud CMA, just look for the page that says the steps to home ownership. You know, I can't see. I think it's, is it Letty? I think it's Letty. I think L-E-T-Y-C-E-J-E-D-A, I think. That's how you find that. So the question was, we're in cloud CMA. Will this be saved? Absolutely. Platinum Real Estate Global. It will be in my IGTV when we're done. As long as I don't go over an hour, I think. Um, so create content around the value of home ownership. Should I buy or rent? I just told you that. That's my number six. Number seven, create content around your ideal client, first time buyer, saving money and how. Right now, I could tell you a story on how to buy a house with little to no money down. And I think I, it was Katie Lance that made a post that said, if one more real estate agent makes a post on, call me to buy a house or call me to list a house. She said, I'm going to scream. I, I have to kind of agree with her on that. How can you show value if you're just asking for the deal or the sale all the time? Come on, create some reels where you show me about how to buy a house and, and make it fun, right? So let me, I'm going to say it like this. If I were, if I were coming up with the five ways to sell your house fast, if I was working with a, a seller, I might say, number one, curb appeal is huge. Don't have an ugly house. Number two, yes, you need to clean up the dog. Maybe I'll put an S and some exclamation marks and then say poop in the backyard. Number three, I mean, make it fun. Come up with something better than the standard, what everyone knows. Thank you for the hearts. Like, you got to get creative. So how about you come up with fun ways to save for a down payment? And then tell a story. Tell us, like, I can tell my story about how I purchased my first home. So when I, and, and what you don't know about when I purchased my first home is before I started the process, all of you that have a real job, all of you that are a realtor and real estate is your real, this isn't a job, this is a career, you're an entrepreneur, this is a career. But for those of you that get a paycheck once a month, every other week, every week, I need you to go to your job today and I need you to split your income. That means if you get a check of 
two thousand dollars um every pay period like on the 15th and the first i need you to take 30 percent of that and move it into a savings account so then next year you can buy a house like for real like split your money and live beneath your means yesterday women's council we had someone talk about how they changed their lifestyle to being a minimalist i can't talk with these and how they got rid of everything. I, Ebony has already told me she's coming to Illinois to help me clean up my basement. Like, sell your stuff. What do you have to do to buy a house? Like some of you, it, here's a great one. And I'm waiting for you. Tag me in it if you do it. So you want to buy a house. But you have three Louis Vuittons. And some of that other stuff that I don't even, is a Burberry, right? Like, I, I went and bought six belts. I went to Nordstrom Rack, Ross, and TJ Maxx, and I bought six belts. Do I want the $500 belt? Yes, I do. I do. But if I'm going to buy a house, I can't buy the $500 belt. So how bad do you really want to buy the house? What's important to you? Don't go out and buy a car. Do you want to live you, you, uh, we're riding like sharp, like we're clean. I'm, I, I want to be, I want to look like everybody that has a luxury car, like a Maserati. Yes, I do. If you go look at my bio in Clubhouse, I joined the Porsche Club. I have luxury cars because my husband is addicted. He is not paying full price for anything. Can you get here? Yes. Do I have some debt? Yes. We were having that conversation. So I have a different kind of a goal right now, and I will update you as I go through the process. So, my tip for you is you might have to tell everyone it's time to sell all your stuff. People are going to be sick when you say it. But how bad do you want to have a piece of the American dream? Because guess what? I get to come home to my own house. I can tear it up. I can throw my clothes on the floor. I don't have to worry about a landlord coming in with, what is it now, 48 hours notice in Illinois? I can I could do what I want. I don't have to call the landlord to fix it. I could... I have the right to fix it myself. So there you go. Where's your car? You come drive it, Mina. All right. Um, oh, create content around data. Become the data expert. Right now in Illinois, inventory is so low. Call me. Is that good? No. You need to know the data. I was looking at the Chicagoland marketplace. And if you go to Caremark Realty, if you look, I am always showcasing data. And I'm now starting to showcase data here because I think all of you need to see it. All right, so create real data. Don't let, let Some of you need to hear this. It is great to go follow bloggers. Love keeping current matters. Share his content. He is absolutely fabulous. It is, love to, it is great to share the content from the National Association of Realtors. You should share the content from your local associations and your state associations. But how can you prove that you understand the data if you're not sharing the data from the cities you work in? You gotta show your marketplace. If I am sharing everybody else's content, I am not the content creator. Mina and I were talking, talking about how our professors would say, I am a disseminator of information. I was like, really? You work based on theory, I do this real. I write for real, so don't mess with me. All right, I got you hyped up. Okay, all right, let's do this. I need to, I'm coming to meet some of you. I gotta meet my agents though. I gotta get through this NAR legislative meeting though first. Number nine, host clubhouse talks. 
go host a clubhouse talk. So Mina, Hope, um, Dr. Why can't I think of her name? Mina, type that uh, the other doctor's name. We've been doing a talk every Sunday because Mina hijacked our Sundays. We are now talking about collaborate with others, like talk about how how you can talk about school scores, talk about why we need to understand the school market. I actually went and talked to the superintendent of my school district and I said, you know, we're having trouble. We have foreclosures. And, and, um, and he said, Carrie, it doesn't matter. The city still wants your taxes. And if people don't pay for their houses, it hurts the community because then the neighbor gets to pay your taxes. That's why taxes go up. So if you, some of you could just create tips for people on how to not lose your house and please pay your taxes because you're going to make my taxes go up. So yes, host clubhouse talk, create buyer groups. And if you want to host a clubhouse talk and you're like, I'm afraid, ask me, let's do this. Um, create a buyer group on Facebook. Tell us your favorite things to do in a community. Already talked about Dale Chumley. Number 10, take the tenant leads and convert the property address into a new listing. Talked about that. And number 11, what are other ways you can generate leads? So when I add this to my bio later, and again, I'll put it in the story. If you're listening to the podcast, this is in, this will be on smartgirl.media on that Instagram page for all of you, but it will be here for you for at least a week on my link tree. So what other ways can you generate buyer leads? I am for real, for real. I don't want to tell you what I did that I'm sure was not illegal. That was illegal. I'm going to tell you, don't do it. I didn't know I was, couldn't go into apartment complexes. Listen, all new agents mess up. Own it, I messed up. I was going into apartment complexes, putting up flyers that would say, warning, renting is hazardous to your wealth. I would do a breakdown of how much money you're paying and how your rent goes up every year. I also did a, a talk on, did you know, when you rent a property, you are paying your landlord's mortgage? That gets somebody thinking. How about, how about this? For those of you that live in an apartment complex, because I know somebody does, how about you count out all of those rentals? Then multiply your rent by all of those every month. And you want to talk about how the rich getting rich? And, and listen, whether you're Republican or Democrat is not the point. But if you want to complain about why the rich always support people that support the rich, it's for that reason. You haven't figured out how to make the money. I had an agent say to me, I'm not, I probably shouldn't say that. I'm not going there. Let me say this. I had an agent say, to me that when a certain president was in office, their um, portfolio looked better. But they would typically vote for the other party. I, I cleaned that up pretty good, didn't I? I cleaned that up. Here's the point. You can't get wealthy until you figure out the basics. Now, and, and Kimberly, maybe you and I should do a clubhouse together and talk about this. But I am a firm believer, and this is the Carrie, Coffee with Carrie show opinion. I am a firm believer that before you start investing, you should own your own house first and live in it. Now, on a second note, you could own your own multi-unit and live in it. So there's a few ways you could dive into the investor arena, but if you don't own a property and you, now I do believe you can run out and invest because I know a kid now under the age of 30 that is doing this with Airbnbs and then they live in the Airbnbs. There's always strategy. But for some of you, you just need to be a part of the American dream today. So let me say this. 
some of you think you need the big luxury house, forget that. My taxes are $12,000 a year. That's $1,000 a month. And maybe it's 11. They went down to nine during the, the, right? And some of you need to make sure your congressmen know that you need to talk about that salt tax because it is messing with some of us like California and Illinois. Our taxes are terrible, but we do have great jobs. So anyway, okay. All right, Carrie, let, uh, Kimberly, we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you a message and we're going to schedule it. We need to have a conversation on own first. Be, and, then, and then we'll talk about why I don't believe you should ever pull cash out of your own property to invest. I don't believe it. I believe there are other ways to make money to invest. But the moment you take money, I don't believe you should take cash out of your house to pay off debt. I don't think you should ever do that. If you got into debt, you can get out of debt. If you um, let's see, if you gained, uh, what is it, the COVID-40, you can lose the COVID-40. It's just not going to happen overnight. Um, so my point to all of you is there's always a way to get what you want. You just have to get up, get dressed, and go to work. Right, New Jersey taxes too. So here are my tips really quickly again, and then I'll do Q&A, and then we will end. So number one, decide where you will farm. Number two, find a niche. Yes, you need a niche. And some of you will figure that out after your first couple of years. Use your MLS to target um, tenants and turn them into buyers. You could also take that property and turn it into a different type of lead. Number uh, four, create a buyer tip sheet. Part of that number four is you want me to create it for you. Number five, create content around those buyer tips, not just how to buy a house. Although your how to buy a house tips could be how to save money. Then I want you to create content around the value of the home. Should I buy or rent? Uh, let's see, create content around your uh, ideal client. And it could be luxury. Now, first of all, if you don't own a luxury property, it could be a little harder to get in and tap into that market. Hi, Mark. And then uh, let's see, host Clubhouse Talks, create a Facebook group for buyers. Tell us your favorite things to do in the community. Start blogging probably need to have a class on that. Um, and oh, I'm going to show all of you how to create a web page on Canva so I can make it easy for you to blog. Take the tenant leads and this is here it is. Number 10, take tenant leads and convert that property address. Shh, don't wait up a few minutes. Man, you want to be a part of the buy coffee with Carrie? Rude. Um, take that address, make them an investor, make them a make that uh, that buyer could be a tenant again that buyer could buy again you could uh, start you could list that property that invest that could be your new investor client so there's so many ways you could use that address oh you really are going to come over and number 11 what other ways can you generate a lead how do you generate leads my um mark i was gonna call you your daughter oh i got it through mailers no, seriously, what do you do uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday? How do you, that's a way to generate buyer leads. I play basketball. So Mark plays basketball. He used to play basketball at a local church and that's how he started selling. Um, see, Sarah says, stop making those no noises. Right, can you wait? Um, so go, what is your, what, what is your hobby? If you're in the cars, go to car shows. Oh, Marky said, fix your face. I'm fixed. Go to car shows. Go to. It is. 
Go to car shows. Like, you know how they have where you pull into a park and everybody bring their old muscle cars or their exotic cars. You sit there, you talk, and before you know it, you got to leave. Because somebody's cousin's auntie's nephew, niece, want to buy a house or sell a house. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. So, cars, that's Mark's hobby. Basketball and cars. I thought you were going to learn how to play golf this year. I am. We just haven't went. I'm, I think I'm going to start bowling, though. Well, so the Chicago Association of Realtors has a golf outing. You want to go? Sure. I can't. Okay, we're gonna, we got to figure that out. We need to hurry up. I think it was too late. We got to pay the full price. We were supposed to buy by yesterday. Okay, so let's do the Q&A. All right, Carrie, can you teach an investor class? Mark, you want to do this investor class? We can do it together. We can do it together. We might need a few people because Marky might need to be involved in that because Marky used to be an investor. Yeah, we got we need a few people in that one. Any other questions? Go Frisbee with Ryan. Fri yeah, Mark might not do that, but those Frisbees those, are, those, those friends need to be buying houses, Bree. Those are not Frisbees. Those are discs. That's a, that's a totally It'll different. Oh, don't, don't miss. You lose your front teeth. I, uh, I may know people for the golf outing. Okay, Sarah, let's, let's, she, she might know somebody. So you want to talk to Sarah. We might, we might need to get in. Okay. Yes. I, I was talking about Sarah. Yeah. And Sarah, I was talking, listen, Sarah is that little hidden seeker. We might have to do, that's it, Marky. We're going to do a clubhouse talk with investors. That is, that is it. That, that, that it is. Am I saying that right? No. What am I? Is your tongue tied? I am with these. I need to take these retainers out when I do this live. All right, everybody. This was my first coffee press. I made my own press. And shout out to my friend. I lost her card, Mark. What I do with it? It's from Mermaid's California. Mocha. She is uh, mermaids and mocha. She is a. Um, it's all. She is specializes in overseas Starbucks mugs. So she sent me some mugs. <laughs> Listen, they have derailed, but we're all trying to figure out how to get a ticket to the Chicago golf outing. <laughs> all right, everybody. So check out, it is, she's on Instagram, Mermaids and Mocha. Check that out. This is a nice piece. I just found out that her husband is a marketer. We might have to have a conversation. And, um, oh, some Coach Cox says you, they need to restore a car. 67 Mustang. Now he wants to buy Ooh. it. I'm just telling you straight up. Mm -hmm. Is it a pony or a fastback? I'm going to go. I'm going to do a video later. My um, red Porsche that I complained about because it had the peanut butter interior. This is what happens. I have the best husband ever. If I complain, he fixes it. So my whole new Porsche car has all new interior. It's all black. Thank you. <laughs> he said fastback. See? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, you, it's out your league. It's out my league? Yeah. But I'm in the Porsche club. I'm not into those. On Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much. I'm heading over to the Women's Council meeting. If you are listening to the podcast later, Join me on Instagram every Friday at 9 a.m. for Coffee with Carrie. Back to the regularly scheduled program. And also check me out on YouTube where I go live every week to teach you something new.